Welcome to Combinations, the podcast from North Staffordshire Combined Healthcare NHS Trust. For this episode, we're going outside the trust and in quite an unusual episode. And rather than being uh, in either our trust or indeed anywhere in the NHS, we're actually at the home of the mighty Port Vale Football Club, who are one of uh, our local community's uh, most popular and most uh, cherished um, institutions and, uh, and football club. We um, And we're here at a special time uh, because uh, Port Vale are just due to play Manchester City at the Etihad Stadium, which, uh, which is just going to be fantastic and a real highlight, uh, not just for fans, but also for players. And we're actually here to have a conversation with Christian Montano, or Monty, as he's known to the fans. Yeah. Um, Monty, listen, you're about to walk out of the Etihad. How, how does that feel? Oh, it's... Something as a young kid, you, you dream of to play at the highest level if you can. Otherwise, you were going to get the opportunity to play against one of the best teams in, in England, uh, in, around the world. And it's just excitement, really, um, to be and to know that you're going to face them at the Etihad. It's, it's like a dream come true. And you, we just got to, for myself personally, just think about enjoying it. And just be happy, really enjoy enjoy the occasion, really. Yeah, and where were you when you when you when the draw came out? I was sat at home with my missus, and we were literally just about to have dinner. So she said, "Can we eat in the front room?" I said, "Yeah, that's fine." So once the Man City name came out, she had a plate of food literally on her knees, and. <laughs> As soon as the number 62 came out, she didn't even let me say anything. Her playoff food just went up in the air. She scared my little boy. The little boy started crying, thinking something's happened. The play on the floor, and I just, I was just speechless. I just didn't know what to say to her. And she was like, you're not excited? I was like, still, it feels like it's not real. But we're going to be playing against Man City, so... It was amazing. Like, it was a great feeling. Yeah, yeah. So you've got a career. So you've got over two hundred and fifty appearances, over thirty career goals. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. And is is this the biggest game you're about to play in? Have you career? Do you think? Yeah, it, it is. In fairness, to be fair, to be fair, because every time I've been at a club where we've been drawn to like big teams, I've always missed them. Touch wood. It's not the case this time round. So we, when I was old and we drew Liverpool. We beat them, and then and I missed it because I was injured. And then we drew then Everton. We drew at, at home, so we took them to Goodison Park and lost two one at their place. I think it was. And then when I was at Bristol Rovers, Carling in the Carling Cup, he got to the quarterfinals against Chelsea at Stamford Bridge. Just got up from an injury. Lucky enough, I, I made a bench, but I didn't come on. So hopefully this time round I'll be able to play, play in it. So just looking forward to it really, and yeah. staying positive and just excited yeah. to know that only around the corner we've got, we got a face Man City. Obviously not taking away the fact that we've still got to focus on the league games and um, what's the next game, that's the most important thing. But to know that start of the year we're going to be going to the Etihad is an amazing thing for for the players as for the club the fans 
it's going to be a great game to be involved in. Yeah, so fa- I mean, fantastic times, fantastic times. Yeah. And, and you, you came across to England from Colombia, didn't you, when you were 11? Yeah. yeah. And, and uh, it was West Ham originally, wasn't it, that you started out? Yeah, I started yeah. off at West Ham at yeah. the age of 11. Yeah, well, yeah. what, what, what um, t- tell us when you, when, you, when you walk out on the field and, you know, you're playing a, a game you love and everything else in, in, front of, in, front of the, you know, in front of the fans, how does it feel? It's, it's like as a kid, you, you dream of playing in front of a crowd. And when you finally get that opportunity, it's just, it's an amazing feeling. The buzz of, <clears throat> of knowing that you're playing in front of people, cheering you on, whether anything that, it's just an amazing feeling, really. You can't really describe it. Something that you've got to experience yourself to be able to know what it feels like. And for me, it's just, obviously, before every game, you get nervous, no matter who you're playing up against, because you don't want to, sort of let yourself down importantly because if you let yourself down you'll be letting your, your teammates down as well so you just want to make sure you have a good game making sure your first your first touch is, is good your first pass your first tackle you, make, you want to make sure you win your your first contact with the ball everything you want it to be perfect and then after that happens then you know you're in the game you're okay here it is let's, let's now enjoy it yeah. had my first touch won my first tackle first pass was good and now let's just forget about all the nerves and enjoy it yeah but obviously you know playing in front of fans and, and living your life almost in a goldfish bowl and you know the increasing uh, things this year with social media these days and all of that I mean I mean that bring, that brings pressures and that that, that brings challenges doesn't it and yeah it, and it's we get looked at in, in a way that as if we're not humans when you play any type of sport or even like celebrities no matter what you do, but once you are in that environment, you get looked at a bit as if you can't do anything wrong, you can't step out of line, which is fair enough, but we are humans at the end of the day. Everyone that re- deserves the same respect, the same, say the same, you've got to be, obviously within, a, within football or being in the public eye, you've got to behave a certain way because you're a role model to young kids even to adults you're a role model so you've got to do things the right way which is I think part of some my main reason for not being on social media as much like Twitter and things like that for that reason because you don't <clears throat> sometimes the views you get as well as a, as a footballer you have to be able not to respond to it and sometimes it's hard so I'd rather like for myself stay away from social media so I don't read what people say whether it's good or bad I don't get carried away whether it's if they say something good about myself I don't really get too carried away with it because next next game is around the corner what's happened happened so then you've got to look forward to the, to the present and the future and the next game might not be as good as your last game and then you'll be getting insulted or abused or getting called all sort of names on social media so I'd rather stay out of it and not see what they're saying if it's good or bad about me I just focus on myself really but it comes with a lot of pressure really because you you're playing for people's jobs you're playing for your own jobs you're playing for your family's lives as well your own career and also fans are paying to watch you so you want to give them a good a good performance. You want to make sure you get a free point. You don't want you don't you don't want to disappoint people as well. So it comes with a, a hell of a, a lot of pressure. Yeah, no, 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 obviously. So 
Whereas from the outside, people might think, you know, playing football and, and doing that is, you know, a bit of a dream and isn't it great and all that. I mean, it just takes sheer guts. And, and, and I know that the one of the things that you've also had, had a lot of guts about, which takes a lot of guts, is also talking a bit about the own, your own challenges that, that you, you know, you've had throughout your career and in your personal life as well. And obviously we, we don't need to go into all the details of that. There is a fantastic, fantastic video that we'll put a link on at the bottom of this podcast to, uh, you know, your own story on YouTube where people can see all the details there. Um, <laughs> but the, the, in, particular, in particular, you've had the real bravery and the real guts to talk openly about mental health and your own struggles with mental health. And what if you'd like to say a, a little bit a little bit about that? Yeah, I think with sort of like being bravery and, and achieving your own dream like myself, like I did, it takes it took a lot of sacrifices. Obviously moving from Colombia to starting a new life in a country that I couldn't even speak the language. Um, having new friends, starting school over again. At first for me it was quite hard. Uh, I used to just cry when I was 11 years old, I used to cry to my mum and say, I want to go back to Colombia. I can't understand what anyone's saying to me. I want to go back home and actually have my life back because I've got no friends, I've got no football, which then put a bit of pressure on my mum because obviously she wanted to see me happy. Fair play to her, she went out there, found a Sunday league team for me where I started playing, enjoyed myself, and then I got spotted by West Ham where I signed for them and my whole career then kicked on, really. But it didn't come easy. It came at a cost, obviously, by missing a lot of time with family. Um, the good thing was that I was able to learn a new language, which was something that I thought I'd never gonna be able to do. And then, obviously, fast forwarding it to the mental health bit that I went through, and it was more importantly when I was in that state of mind, what I thought. No one was with with me. I thought everyone was against me. I then realised the pain I was causing, my, not just my family, but myself, which would enable me to actually speak to someone. Because I, I went through it for quite a long time where I was seeing my mum my mom suffer. I was seeing my loved ones around me, the few that actually stayed with me at that time, suffer. And I wasn't understanding why they were suffering. In in some way, I, I say to myself that now that I understand I've got out of that and I'm in a better place now, in a bit I was a bit selfish. But because I wasn't understanding them, I didn't think they were understanding me, but it was just because I was so caught up in this little bubble that everyone was against me. So I used to snap at people, I used to snap at my mum, I used to argue when there was nothing to argue about, because I just thought I was in the wrong all the time, so I felt like I was always having to defend myself against someone who was actually supporting me. But then when I realised what I was doing and what I got myself in, in the state of mind I was in, I, I decided to speak to my mum and tell her about the thoughts I was having, about what I was intending to do. I used to, I started drinking away from her I would get in my car. I wasn't driving it, but it would, cause I couldn't drive it because I had no money to even put petrol in it. But my car was parked outside the house. So I would just sit in it and just drink. Um, I, I would just get drunk on my own. And I thought that I was solving the problem and I was just making it worse for myself because it got to that stage where 
had to carry on drinking. I, I got a drink, I got a drink. I've lost my job, I lost everything. I couldn't see my son, I couldn't... And I felt like I was losing my family. And then when I got to the point where I completely lost myself and then I was losing my family, I decided I needed help. And I, and I got over the fact that if I say this to my mum, if I say this to that person, they're going to feel like I'm weak. But no, what I realised was that by doing what I was actually doing, I was being weak for staying away from the fact that I was going for something. So I found the relief within myself to actually speak to my mum. And then I felt, you know, I'm actually strong, a strong person from doing so. And I forgot about, no, even forgot, I thought caring about what they were going to think about what I had to say. So I started worrying about myself, focusing about myself and bettering myself. And I said, said to them what I was going through, spoke to them, and their understanding. They started helping me by doing little things like um, advising me in my football, encouraging me to to speak out more, even if it wasn't to my mum. They said that we'll get someone who can speak to as well. So they got my mum got one of her mates to speak to me as well which was different, obviously. I felt like I couldn't say certain things to my mum, so I thought I could say it to him. And he helped me massively. So I think my message to people, or to everyone that might be experiencing any form of mental health problem is to be brave enough within yourself to speak to someone and not worry about what anyone's got to say about you. Just don't worry about if they're going to think you're weak or or you're not strong enough, or a lot of people say man up, which is, a lot of people that I've spoken to, they said to me, oh, well, I've not spoken to someone because every time I try to say something to someone, they tell me to man up. I don't think you should be saying that to people. I don't think you should be, like, what do you mean by man up? You don't know, you don't understand what the individual is going through. You just gotta be able to listen and offer an arm around them, not just, oh, there's nothing wrong with you. You don't, like, I don't believe in that. I think if someone is going for something, you shouldn't be making fun of them. You shouldn't be calling them weak because at one stage in your life, you might experience that yourself and then what are you going to do then? Because of the words you're saying to that person, you then going to think that someone's going to say them back to you when you experience something like that. So I think it's just about making sure you speak up and if someone actually comes and speaks to you about what they're going through, just listen and just don't make them feel bad for actually opening up. Yeah, and, and so, and I mean, I know, you know, people listening to this, you know, particularly, maybe, you know, people who, you know, know you and cheer you on and everything else and idolise you here and fans, I think I think it's, it's, it's really powerful to hear, to hear somebody like yourself talking about, you know, it, it's okay yeah, not think, to be okay. Yeah, I think it's okay not to be okay. Like, no one's perfect. We're all human beings. We're all going to go through... I, there's no one person out there that's not had any issues with anything alive, whether it's depression, anxiety. Some of them keep it, a lot of people, which is why we're trying to do this, to get them to actually come out and feel comfortable to actually speak, speak out. There's a lot of people out there that actually are experiencing a lot of things, but they don't come out and speak out because they feel like by speaking out, they're going to sound stupid. They're going to be weak. And being able to speak out makes you actually a strong person and will give you the confidence that you can do it 
Yeah. So it is okay to not be okay and don't feel ashamed by anything that you've got to say about what you're experiencing. Just be confident to do so because there's people out there that are willing to help you and and I'll repeat, it's okay not to be okay. Sometimes some people might not even feel comfortable about even talking to somebody who even knows them. Now, yes. at Combined Healthcare, uh, we've recently introduced a new 24-7, 365 days a year, any time of any day or night for any, doesn't matter what age you are, you can ring. So yeah. I wonder if you'd like to... You I know. think, obviously for myself, like you just said, I was able to realise what I was going for myself, which then gave me the courage to speak to my mum about it and the close ones around me. But there's a lot of people and out there that probably don't feel, we might not feel comfortable speaking to your family members or your friends. There's a lot of charities, there's a lot of things out there that are willing to help. And for example, we've got now the combined healthcare that are willing to help you. And if you are concerned about your mental health or someone you care for, you can contact the access team directly on 0300 0907 and just feel confident these people are willing to help you there you can get in touch with them they're available 24 7 and just don't shy away from it don't feel like you're on your own yeah listen well i mean that 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 will really help people and in the meantime you know as you say it's okay not to be okay you can speak up it was it was you know part of you helping to turn your own life around um and and you know get get back on your feet and then here you are as we say we're going to broadcast this on the eve of you walking out yeah, and uh, and so so you're going to score. Obviously, you're going to score. Hopefully, oh, hopefully, yeah. I will score. I've been told you're a pacey. Was it a, a, a pacey? A pacey, pacey left wing. attacker. A pacey, pacey winger. Wing left. Back. So just you know, the whole left side. So if you so if you could, <laughs> so so if you could nutmeg De Bruyne or something and just you know, slot yeah. it in, it'd be great. We'd be cheering you on. I think I'm going to try and stop them from break, breaking on our side first, and then hopefully just catch them on the break <laughs> <laughs> well listen look, thanks ever so much for taking the trouble in the few you know it's only a couple of weeks to go really really appreciate it and thanks very much oh, it's indeed. my pleasure really appreciate it good thank luck thank you so much cheers Monty thank you